this week might still be okay because, you know, there's still vacation, school vacation. Maybe you haven't gone back to work yet. But next week, once we're in those doldrums of January and nothing to look forward to, I think people feel kind of bogged down, right? How do we overcome that? We're going to talk to our next guest about that. Dr. Adam Mastriani is with us, experimental psychologist and author of the Experimental History Newsletter. Hi, Adam. Hey, how you doing? Good. Thank you so much for doing this this morning. Do you ever feel bogged down? <laughs> yes. I, I sometimes think of my life as, uh, as brief periods of being on dry land uh, before falling into the next bog. Oh, that, that sounds terrible. Why, why do you think <laughs> that is? I, I think there are three, uh, it's not as bad as it sounds, I always learn something each time, but I think there are three main forces that uh, end up with me back in the bog. I think these are similar for other people. I think one is you have insufficient activation energy that whatever it's going to take to change your life is probably requires a, a brief but extraordinary output of effort. And if you can't muster that, you're going to stay stuck. That's one force. The, the other is you got a bad escape plan. And I've, I have amassed a bunch of bad escape plans for way, ways out that don't work. And the, uh, and the third is, is that you're in a bog of your own making, that this isn't a real situation, except in the, in the sense that you have imagined it and made it real. Um, those are the things that I find most often uh, end, end with me stuck again. Okay, so you, one of your theories then is that we put ourselves in the matrix? A little bit, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> we did this I mean, to one ourselves? Of the, one of the mind's greatest tricks, uh, and, and this has been a theme in psychology research for <laughs> since there was psychology research, is that there's a difference between perception and reality, but the mind's greatest trick is convincing you that there is no difference between perception and reality. This is, this is true from our visual system on up. The, the things that you literally see are not exactly the things that exist. Your visual system tweaks them to make them more useful to you. And it doesn't stop doing that just with the photons hitting your eyes. This is also true of all the sensations and thoughts and beliefs that your mind constructs. Um, so, uh, so for, hmm. for instance, one of these, uh, I think, imaginary bogs that I often find myself in uh, is, is what I call the floor is lava, um, which is, you know, kids always learn how to play this game that you pretend the floor is lava, you can't step on the carpet, you'll get incinerated, right. you have to jump from the armchair onto the sofa which shows that from a very young age, we are able to pretend that fake problems are real. And we, we actually just perfect this ability as we grow up uh, in pretending that, uh, that, that our adult problems, uh, while fake, are in fact real. Um, so I, I play this game with myself, for instance, uh, like, well, I'm not really successful unless I'm more successful than my most successful friend. Like, this is a game I like to play with myself. And by the way, nothing I've done so far counts. It's only what I do starting <laughs> now. Uh, this is a, a made-up adult version uh, of The Floor is Lava. The, the rules aren't real. They come from nowhere. But the thing about games is they're supposed to be fun, and this one is not. Does this work for you, though, like to play these kinds? I love the way you referred to it as well. You refer to it as insufficient activation energy. Another word for, I guess, procrastination, which we've kind of been talking about on the show this week. Yeah, I mean, I find that, that assigning goofy names to some of these things helps me realize when I'm doing them again. I think the fastest way or the, hard, the, the thing that makes it hardest to get out of the bog is to think that I'm in some entirely new situation. Nothing that I have learned up until now or that anyone else has ever learned can help me get out of this. But if you realize like, oh, this actually belongs to a category. I've seen this category before and I know what to do when I encounter this category. It makes it a lot easier. 
for, for instance, one of, the, um, one of the, the variants of having insufficient activation energy is a thing I call waiting for jackpot, which is I'm not going to do anything until the perfect option arrives. This is the option that oh, we all do dominates that. all other options, yes, on all dimensions. And when I realized, like, hold on, wait a second, I am waiting for an option that has no downside that doesn't exist. What I actually need to do is pick the best option of the ones that I have and then make the best of it. Uh, this, this whole idea that I'm just going to wait around until my problems spontaneously solve themselves or, uh, or a miracle happens, like it's not going get, to get me out of this situation. When I realize I'm doing that, it helps me actually find the activation energy necessary to get myself out of that rut. Well, I love the, the names that you give to these things. Like, for instance, what is declining the dragon? So this is the idea that, uh, you know, medieval knights used to wander around hoping to encounter honorable adventures that they could then complete and, you know, earn valor uh, for themselves. Um, uh, and the idea here being that, like, actually overcoming something scary feels really good. Um, but when you are too afraid to do the thing that gets you out of the bog, whether it's you're afraid to tell the truth or you're afraid to, uh, to admit that you love something embarrassing or you're afraid to take a risk, it seems like uh, when you make that choice, you're going to suffer a lot. And that's why you're putting it off. But that's actually entirely the wrong theory. When you actually do the thing, it feels really good. Uh, it feels like slaying a dragon. So like the dragon is scary before you slay it. But once you slay it, you feel pretty proud of yourself. And so when you put off the opportunity to be brave, you are robbing yourself uh, of the pleasure of being courageous. That's, to me, what declining the dragon is. Okay, so do we need to do this, do you think, then, Adam, do we need to come up with these phrases? We need to essentially trick ourselves into, well, feeling better at this time of year. <laughs> yeah, I don't think of it as a trick so much as a tool that uh, we often begin a new year with uh, what I think of as the try harder fallacy, which is just like, I wasn't trying hard enough last year. That's why I didn't keep my New Year's resolutions and, I, and my life didn't improve. This year, I'll just try harder. And you realize, like, actually, no, you are, you are exerting maximum effort at all times. If you want your life to be different, it's actually a matter of redirecting that effort. And that's an example, I think, of not so much a trick, but a way of categorizing the things that we do that make it easier to recognize the patterns we keep doing and then do something different instead. Um, and it's, it, it seems that we're not very good at doing this because by some surveys anyway, only like 9% of people uh, end the year saying that they kept the resolution that they made at the beginning. I know. So it seems like an area where we, we could use some improvement. And then we do it again. I, I, every year, I feel, exactly. it makes us so hopeful, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, and there's actually a, a term in psychology for this, the fresh start effect, um, that, uh, that it's easier to make these kind of decisions. Um, and it does make it, either to hold on to them when you make them at some kind of threshold of life. But the problem with January 1st is that it's only there are 364 other days where you don't have the psychological benefit. Something else has to carry you through on those days. Uh, and I think part of what helps doing that is realizing all these forces that push you off course, being able to name them and then do the opposite. Okay, so do you set yourself any resolutions or anything like that at the beginning of the year? Yeah, actually, uh, this year, uh, I, I got married last year. Um, my and my wife's uh, family immigrated from India. They uh, so they grew up speaking uh, the language called Malayalam, uh, which is um, uh, a language from the south of India. Yes. I'd really like to speak that language, um, and so I've been starting every day with a little language lesson, um, realizing that, that like what keeps me going is the pleasure that I have in doing this, the love that I have for my wife, and the fact that I want to share that with her. 
rather than this feeling of like, I need to try harder. I need to do this thing that I don't like to do. Try to focus on the things that I actually do like about it. Okay, that's good though. That's a, that's a bit of a mind switch, right? We have to embrace yes. the positive here rather than, but because like people will within a month, I think, start to beat themselves up over the things that they didn't do already in 2024. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, the, the cousin of the, the uh, try harder fallacy is the infinite effort illusion. The idea that, you know, in the, in the future, I'll just, I just have this reserve of effort that I'll use for things. Um, and, uh, you know, like a strategic effort reserve, like we're going to open this up and that's going to make me better at doing everything. But th- there isn't any strategic effort reserve. All your effort is currently accounted for. And so doing something different or doing something additional means not doing something that you're doing right now. So when I do my Malayalam lesson in the morning, it means I'm not spending that time reading articles or whatever it was I was doing lying in bed before I got out of bed. Um, so it, it means recognizing that this is a trade rather than an addition. Um, because there are only 24 hours in the day, you can't make more, and so you can only reallocate them. Uh, this too, I think, is uh, is a fallacy that we keep falling into. All right, I like the way you look at this, Adam. I'm going to give this more thought. Listen, thanks very much for your time. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to talk to you. Nice to talk to you too. That is Dr. Adam Mastriani, who's an experimental psychologist, author of the Experimental History newsletter, essentially using different types of word, different language to well, look at our. I guess, New Year's resolutions a little bit differently about the way we approach tactics, uh, the way we approach procrastination, perhaps. He calls it insufficient activation energy, which, yeah. All right. Anything that works, right? Whatever works for people.